When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, Airheads? We're back once again in the virtual Airstream studios. It's time for putting on airs. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Corey Forrester. Hi. I just heard me a Scottish uh, song. You want me to sing it to you? Aye. I don't kind of want to go to work no more. I don't kind of want to go to work no more. I don't kind of want to go to work no more. But I've got to get me tuppets, otherwise I'll be poor. You heard that one? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Where'd you I've hear just, that? That's I've real, just made it, it up. No, Ooh, I've just made it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be delightful for you. I was feeling whimsy, whimsical today. Yeah, that was uh, positively beaming with whimsy, that was. <laughs> I know that Donut and Kanye probably don't go together like that. I, that, that was, I was trying was to throw like, you, right? In my head, I was like, Donut and Kanye. And I thought yeah. maybe, I thought maybe that was just something they did to really emphasize how much they don't want to go to work. Yeah, right, yeah, Yeah. or something. I thought, you know, that was possible. Yeah, Uh, when I wrote it, I knew that those didn't go together, and so I wanted to present it to you as if I'd heard it and see if you would be like, that doesn't make any bloody fucking sense. But it does sound good. It does sound good. I mean, I I thought, I was like, I don't, I didn't think, it threw me a little bit, but like I said, it does sound good together, and like they got those, you know, that sounds like one of them old timey, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, because don't means don't, right? Yeah. And kind of means can't. Correct. So, I mean, I could see it's like, I don't want to go to work no more. I can't go to work no more. They just put them together. I don't kind of want to go to work no more. Yeah. I mean, it's got a nice ring to it for sure. Yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe they just did that. I mean, yeah, no, it definitely works. You should got more of those. I know. I was thinking about it. I'm I'm like in that kind of zone now with the kid. Like, I've just been, like, singing a lot to him, you know, like, just making up random songs, and I like to do it in my voices. Well, I do, I I don't make up songs, but I'll sing songs in other uh, accents and voices all the time. That's a thing I've done for as long as I can remember. And Scottish is one of my favorites. Yeah, as you know, I like to do Scottish raps, you know, right. get our boots, yeah. you know. <laughs> but also, on another note... Uh, I think it's fun to do like a one that I like in Scottish is traveling soldier. Oh, Two I do it. Past 18, he was waiting for the bus in his army green sat down at a booth cafe there, gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. Anyway, I could keep going. Uh, uh, yeah. If you want me to fucking cry, you can keep yeah. going. That yeah. song rips my dick in half, dude. Yeah. Written by who do you know? 
Uh, actually, I do. Daryl. Um, nope. No, no, no. Hold on, because the Dixie Chicks sang it. Correct. Um, and there was a guy who wrote a lot of songs for the Dixie Chicks, and because that's why I was. The guy I'm talking about. It's because of a specific familial connection with the Dixie Chicks. Okay, tell me. Bruce Robinson. That's uh, right. Dude, yeah, man, Charlie that's Robinson. the best thing he ever wrote, by the way. Yeah. And he's written yeah. some bangers. He's Charlie Robinson's brother. Charlie Robinson was married to... Uh, which uh, one of them was he married to? One was, of the twins. It wasn't Natalie, right? It no, it wasn't Natalie. Yeah, it was right. the brown-headed fiddle player, I believe. Yeah. Who, I'm so sorry I can't remember her name. Lovely band, lovely. Yeah, now just the chicks, they are. Yeah, No longer right. Dixie. No. Uh, which I found to be a bit of a shame, but that's okay. Yeah, Donnie hit. That wasn't the part we was mad at, was it? I wasn't mad at any of it, personally. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, uh, Bruce Robinson, yeah, he also, he's Charlie Robinson's brother. He also wrote a song about the two of them called My Brother and Me, which is a uh, pretty good one, too. Um Anyway, that ain't got nothing to do with this show. No, whatsoever. it doesn't. So, I'm sorry. I um, threw you for a loop there with the Scottish thing. What does have something to do with the show? And I just found this out and I wanted to share it with you. And if you've heard of this before, please just humor me. Just go along with it because it's possible the audience doesn't know. Hang on uh, before we get into this, just to keep some consistency here. Typically, okay. we let people know what's coming up later. Oh, that's right. After this. Um, I'm dressed in my morning attire, and I don't mm. mean early in the day. I mean grief-stricken. I'm not actually grief-stricken. But today on the show, we're going to be talking about funerals. Because, uh, you know, fancy people, funerals, and get a little ostentatious, believe that or not. And then uh, We're going to go show. long on that trash part, buddy. <laughs> you got some good long. stories? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I got some good stories, Yeah, dude. I figured you my, probably did. I've got... I've got I mean, like I a, used to work for a funeral home, bro. I'm sure I knew that, but I'd forgotten. That. Yeah. There's so many things about you that I have forgotten <laughs> yeah. that are wild. Okay. Well, good. Well, that's good. Cause like you yeah. think I'd have more, uh, I've got one. It's not great. As far as like trash funeral stories, I have a very heartwarming, um, trash funeral story that I've told before, but not on this show. Yeah. Uh, but it's not funny, but it's sweet, but that's good that you got some. And then, uh, history of professor Cho. No, no, um, no, 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 no. No, Professor Cho is taking the day off. It's Dr. Love, and we're doing royal romance, we are. Yeah. Uh, what does that I, mean? <laughs> it means that I am investigating uh, the uh, some um, uh, letters between fancy people throughout the years, romantic letters from fancy people throughout the years. We're going to talk about sort of the origins of love letters. And also, Trey, as an added bonus, I have selected a few love letters uh, from history. I'm going to read them. And then, as just a little spice added, I have rewritten them uh, in redneck parlance. Okay, cool. You're going to do yeah. the... Original first, or you're just going to yep. do the redneck version of it? Original first, yeah. Okay. I think it, it, it will both help provide context and also kill time. I Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with all that said, that's what's coming up later, but uh, you were about to tell me about something else. Yeah, so this is something that, I mean, 
I get I, it makes sense, and we'll. I think that you're going to come to the s- same conclusion as I've come to on like exactly why it was that this happened. But like you know, like all the Greek statues, like of Zeus uh-huh. and David and shit like that. Well, what's something that every single one of them, aside from being white and marble and they're all muscularly, what's something that all of them have in common? Itty bitty wiener, itty out. bitty wieners, yeah. right? Yeah. What is, I have a theory, I've always had a theory on why that was, and I'll explain it after, what is your theory on why that was? I'm not going to say it's my theory, I feel like in my mind I can recall having heard two different apocryphal explanations for it. Okay, well then maybe save it. Both of which may be untrue. Okay, Uh, if I don't, what I'm about to say is One of them I almost guarantee you is untrue, and it was that, I, I remember hearing at some point when I was a kid, that this is so stupid that like you know how you know how some of them have fig leaves yeah uh, or whatever i remember hearing that like they all had fig leaves and uh-huh. it was like way easier to cover up a little bitty dick with the a fig leaf a sculpture okay. fig leaf or whatever but then the fig leaves have been lost to time leaving only the itty bitty dick which it's, is like it's funny so that they made the dick just to I cover it with a exactly fig right because that, that's what's so dumb about it. it's like they wouldn't but they you know they cared about being anatomically correct and the that's second true. one and more boring one that i remember hearing was that it had to do with artistic proportions i okay. heard that that it was like well, they they decided artistically aesthetically whatever that was more aesthetically pleasing in terms of the proportions of the rest of the figure that they were sculpting is another thing that I had heard over the years. And I well, thank God neither veracity. of yeah, thank God neither of those are the thing that I'm about to say. My theory on why I thought it was is that like the sculptor, it was like a sculptor's like subtle fuck you to like the overlords to and Zeus? stuff. It would just any of them like because there, there was like you know king david i don't know and, if like, they come at zeus like that yeah that's okay <laughs> the zeus one I, my theory doesn't hold up but like when it was like caesar and all this it was like someone you know made him and made him all glorious except for they gave him a little dick and it was just like yeah what yeah what you know what well, i mean that's on. what i thought were they ever sculpting like living uh what's the word patrons or living like uh, that's, benefactors or anything see, that's because what they I'm were saying. heroes and legends and gods and stuff. That's what that I'm saying because they were doing it from people of the past. Like with their hindsight, they were like that per we, that person really didn't hit. So I'm going to give them a tiny dick. That's what I always thought. Now, according to what I've been looking up and found uh, is that the reason that they put, small dicks on them is because back in the greek times small dicks that was it like that was what's up like you were supposed to have a small dick right like that they were considered beautiful they were considered like like a man like back then and this is so funny but back then like big erect penises that's what the slaves had That's I wouldn't have what, thought that. <laughs> and they were like, no, like a I would big imagine dick. it's pretty hard to get it up when you're getting fucking, you know, yeah, whipped in a coliseum, the you know, yeah. tomb of a coliseum every goddamn. The day big part that's not up to you, but the erect, I don't know if I'd. Of course, you know, fear boners are a thing. Like all the blood rushes to you and it goes to your dick. Like I've been scared and had a boner. Okay, but uh, no, back then, like. It was like, again, like if a man had a small dick, that was, or at least, at least that's what they said. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're the ones that write this history, these powerful men. So, like, what I think happened is, like, they had these small dicks, and some women were like, ooh, you know, that fucking slave over there's got a bigger dick than you, and he was just like, of course he does. He's a fucking barbarian. Barbarians have big dicks. Intellectual people have small dicks. But, like, apparently back then, a huge dick was considered a symbol of stupidity, like, which is I funny, mean, which like, is funny, right? Because we've always said, like, every single one of our friends who's a complete word yeah. we can't say no more right. has a huge dick. Like, my buddy Big yeah. Ed used to have a bit where he said that when God was right. making the dick in the brain, he used the same stuff, and if he accidentally gave you too big of a dick, he didn't have enough left for the brain, and vice versa. I mean, I was about to say, like, I... I feel like that maxim has held, you know, somewhat yeah. constant throughout most of human history. No, I feel I like that's where I'm starting you, to like, agree you with. See, like a big, like just a big rock chewing dipshit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody asks you, like, what do you think about his dick? You're going to be like, huge. Yeah, just right, right, ox, right. Ox sized dick. Guarantee it. Got a hammer. <laughs> like fucking, they all do. All them fucking idiots. <laughs> but let's chicken or egg it real quick. If we can, because me and you are intellectuals of this time. Let's try to get to the root cause of it, cause and effect or not. Like, is it? You just if you have a, we got little dicks. That's what you just did. Uh, yes, I did. Well, <laughs> I need this. I need all this to be true, by the way. I need it's, this shit to be. Now, I don't know where they are on big balls. That's probably yeah. mean you stupid and don't hit. Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay. Okay. So. When it comes to a dipshit having a big dick, whereas we we all know them, and I guarantee you, airheads, write us in. Do you know a dipshit with a big dick? Get them on the line. Matter of fact, holler at them, and y'all write an email together. Let's figure some shit out. But, like, is it that they were born a dipshit with a big dick, or, or were they born with a big dick, and they were like, I ain't got to learn. You know what I mean? Like, whereas a dude with a small dick was like, fuck, I better know some stuff. You know what I mean? I think, here's what I think. It's just the first one. First of all, I just think I would think that anyway. But if I'm forced to <laughs> give a rationalization. need it to be true. Well, no, if I'm forced to give a rationalization for it, I mean, I have two sons. You got one too, but he's an itty bitty baby. Huge uh, balls, wieners, I, not a lot start, to write home about. They start um, learning or not learning stuff. Way mm -hmm. before they're like concerned about the size of their wiener. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Like way but, before but, but, puberty, way before they even know that anyone cares about any of that or they have any kind of frame of reference to compare it to other than your dick or my dick, you know, dad's dick. I see dad's dick. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not putting them off too much. There was like always not, not loving daddy's dick. Ooh, that ain't right. <laughs> yeah. that ain't right. Well, you know. Every yeah, every young man sees their dad's dick at some point, and I feel like in my case it was like, God damn, it was really eye opening. You know what I mean? Because it's like seeing your dad's dick. Yeah, he oh, had yeah. a hidden dick. I was like, what the fuck? Well, I don't know because like when right. I the first time I saw, I mean, this memory it's crystallized in my brain, but I was probably but you don't know the proportion five or six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like little, and I was like Jesus fucking Christ at the <laughs> yeah. time, but I don't know. If that holds up. And it's funny because I feel like the boys cannot be thinking that about me. Uh, right. But Have they seen your dick? Of course they've seen my dick. <laughs> Dog, your son's going to see your dick. Like, I know. Fucking, don't hit. It's fine. No, Why know, does it but, not hit? It's not a big deal. It's like, again, well, what, at when what age? Babies, like, you wouldn't even take it. Well, hold on. Let me ask you something. So, like, 
you wouldn't like take a shower with your baby or something. Yeah, if no, 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 I, no. I, 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 no, say, I would. Like, I would, but like babies don't we, be having memories. You know what true. I mean? Yes, I'm well, saying like well, at what, what age saying. do you go? You're about to remember my dick. I better shut it down. That's sort of like the whole thing. It's like you start out with babies, you'll take a shower with a baby, you'll do whatever. And then as they get older, it's like, when do you stop doing this? I mean, I right. definitely stopped like taking showers with them when they could like, you know, like we're Grab full toddlers. Yeah, yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Up, yeah. That if they reached up, fucking started speed bagging it or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want that to happen. Right. Uh, and so that's, but like, I'll still like, you know, I'll just have, like, I'll, I'll just get out of the shower. I'll be wrapped in a towel. I drop it to put on underwear or whatever. And the, you know, the door to the bedroom's like, uh, halfway closed or whatever. Yeah. Here comes daddy's dick. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's just <laughs> like, it just happens. <laughs> it just happens is what I'm saying. So, yeah, well, uh, okay, but, but, but like, but they don't, like I'm saying they're, they're not, my sons are still, they haven't hit puberty yet. They're still not. They don't know if their dick hits, so they're they learning. They don't care if their dick hits. There's none of right. that stuff. And like, they're already, they do real good in school. They're already real smart. I don't okay. think, that, I don't think that a child at any point like looks down and goes like, well, I'm done with school now. Cause I don't know though. Because, I don't know though, you, because like, I do know people who like when we were in elementary school and middle school and shit, like they tried really, really hard and like they were a good student and shit. And then we got to high school and like started playing ball and stuff. And all of a sudden they just stopped giving a fuck. And like, is there a, yeah. Correlation were they between... good at the sports and stuff though? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that, I, well, I wasn't that, good at sports I'll and I stopped caring. I'll say that all kind of goes hand in hand stereotypically. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, meathead athletic big dick stupid as hell like you know yeah. i'm just saying like i know that people they're exceptions to every rule i'm just saying all those boxes kind of get checked together right. but what's wild is like these dudes in the greek statues they're all fucking huge and shredded i totally wrestled naked. we were talking about yeah wrestled statues. yeah it's like you just thought we were just talking about dicks which is fine it's funny you bring this up because i actually just today randomly saw another article about dicks and it was oh, yeah. dicks yeah, it was dicks and it had to do with modern art forms and dicks specifically. Are they getting bigger? Hollywood. Hollywood uh, TV and film. Don't come back. I saw that the vast, vast majority of flaccid male, which it's all flaccid or else it, it would have to be, to be flaccid, it had, would yeah. be rated X as a porn film. So it's all flaccid. Kind of a the vast majority of flaccid male peni that you see in Hollywood productions are uh, prosthetics. Like right. nearly all of them. Not fair. And, I, and people were saying, it's like, because like, because people don't realize because of that, like it perpetuates the things like people don't know who don't have their own dick or who don't deal in dicks and stuff <laughs> yeah, right. that like, you know, they say there's growers and showers or whatever, but people think of flaccid. Grower. They think of me too. I think most people are, but they think a flaccid penis is supposed to just be like flopped sick down to mid thigh, yeah, you know, right. swing in between your legs when you walk out of the shower or whatever. That, that's the cultural expectation. So that's what Hollywood does. But Hollywood doing that exacerbates that expectation, even though that's not what the vast majority of dicks be like. The ancient right. Greeks, I feel like we're probably closer to reality than they still err on the small side, even considering For sure. They're growers. teeny tiny. But I think that's probably a more accurate representation than uh, it's definitely a lot of these big a, Hollywood uh, 
it's you know, it's it's definitely a more accurate representation winners. but it's like back then like it just it's wild at what the um uh, the stigma of the wiener back then was so different than it is now because okay not to get into politics but let's just say someone who was a big fan of a certain former president sculpted said former president nude they'd make his dick big you know what I mean? Well, they like, would lie about everything. I know, but I'm saying because he like, would also have a six pack. Yeah, right, fucking, <laughs> right. The statue would be bronzed or whatever. Like no part of that would be accurate up to it, including, yes, the big dick. I mean, dude, he's literally talked about his dick like in debates and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Literally, literally, like literally. Sure he yeah. told a, a certain female opponent that his dick had. Yeah. So uh, but also I just wanted to point this out before we move along. We have talked about dicks. Probably we probably hit our question. Uh, on dicks but uh, not only were they a symbol of stupidity uh, the bigger dick meant less brain and all that like the jesters from back then when they were putting on shows acting like the fools they had like huge like wooden fucking dicks that they strapped onto themselves uh-huh. and just ran around was like look at me dick it's big me lord I'm a moron well, I mean again dude <laughs> I feel like all that like still plays today like you don't yeah. see that much but like if you've got a fool character in something or just an absolute yeah he's got a big dick R word you know and a yeah. character in some they have big dicks <laughs> like, yeah the biggest everybody, know, everybody remembers in school like yeah. dude I mean Come on! <laughs> like, I, and by the way, I don't mean just bigger than ours. Tell lies, like I don't. Yeah, I don't know, mean just bigger do. than ours. I'm talking good for them. Hammers, hammers, <laughs> like, absolutely hammers. That month, dude, ours had an elbow in that motherfucker. I swear to yeah. God. And you know, because like they pay with their pants all the way around their ankles in the boys' <laughs> restroom, so like and like, on people, it, and it'll just you know. turn around anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're drifting so, into okay, dangerous sorry. territory now. Last- but before we move on, though. <laughs> Yeah, I got one last quote. I've got yeah. an accurate. I've got an awkward question since our producer is your father. But just the mm-hmm. tenor of that uh, part of our conversation earlier makes me want to know. You saying you have no recollection of ever seeing yep. uh, BPP's dick? Yep, dick. Nothing to write home about. Balls, absolutely <laughs> enormous. <laughs> I'm not okay. saying his dick don't hit. I'm not saying like he had a bad dick. Like it was a fine dick, especially because I've grown up to have that same dick. I see yeah. every time I go to pee, I'm like, oh, dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, ball, I, but I had the same reaction as you, which was, holy fuck. But I wasn't, but I wasn't supposed to see it. It was like he was in the shower. Well, I wasn't and supposed I, to My dad was like, hey, boy, you're in there. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's time you knew the truth. Like, that's not. <laughs> Of course, I wasn't. Like, he was just, it just happened. I thought he was just like trying to show you his newest Skinner tattoo, and it just happened to be down there. No, it's just like I burst in the bathroom as he was getting out of yeah. the shower. He forgot to lock the door, like that type of Dad thing. Dad is so know. upset right now, by yeah. the way. He's so furious. <laughs> but balls, fucking, I mean, big as a balloon. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use. And you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Uh, one last quote on this before we move on to funerals. I want to say that an, a, the ancient Greek playwright Aristophanes summed up the ideal traits of his male peers as a gleaming chest, bright skin, broad shoulders, tiny tongue, strong buttocks, and a little prick. That was the ideal man back then. By the way, I ain't got none of them shits. Nope. May know that. So that's that's that. There you go, folks. If you want to know why... Uh, Venus de Milo and all them had little tiny peckers. It's because that's what hit. Does hit. That was fun doing education fun. on penis. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you want to talk about dead folks, funerals specifically? <laughs> Always. Yeah. More of the latter than the former. Not a lot of specific. There will be some specific dead folks who get brought up in this conversation, but just uh, funereal customs and traditions. Uh, most of our like modern Western funeral traditions became a whole thing in a very specific period of history. And I feel like it's very Raven and makes a lot of sense. And also is the time that a lot of shit comes from um, the, the West. No, before that and not in America. Oh, okay. Uh, the Renaissance. After that, Victorian England. Victorian oh, era yeah, England. dude. Victorian England, dude. That yeah. we need to do a whole episode just. Well, on Victorian it's because England. I think that's because like that was like the Industrial Revolution. That was like yeah. sort of when like the modern world and the came French to, Revolution and shit, right? The modern world, yeah, they were around the same time, I think. But I'm sort of history dumb as far as how they overlap. I know they weren't fucking with each other, you know, never have. But yeah, right, they don't hit for each other. The English and the French, but um. It's sort of like when the modern world like was coming to be in a lot of right. ways, like yeah. with the industry and it's, you know, London, big city. We started some exponential life, growth for the first time in the history yeah. of mankind. But Queen Victoria, we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure I might be misquoting this or I might be misremembering this. I should have looked it up again, but I didn't. I know for sure that she started a lot of trends, a lot of mm-hmm. them. And I feel like she maybe an influencer. The, the white wedding dress, I think, is from Queen Victoria. I think it, she was like uh, the first person to do that. It was. And I think I talked about that on a 
on the Queen Elizabeth episode because like well, I've the, covered weddings, and I feel like it might have come yeah, up in that yeah. that, that too, but I can't remember. But it anyway, did, and it was it was basically just like she just wanted to wear white, and then from there then on, everyone was like, "Yeah, what you got to do. do that." And you right, that's what well, you do. Well, so she did that with wet. She made the standard in a lot of ways for weddings. She also did it for funerals, which I didn't know until looking into this. But her husband, Prince Albert. Died of typhoid in 1861, dude. You know, typhoid, big thing. Coughing to death, fevering to death. Uh, you just it, never knew. It's, it's wild as many people lived as did, really. You know what you they know? did with like, him after he died? What? Prince Albert in a can. Oh! Oh, hey. that's right. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Uh, it it's like, it, it makes a lot of sense to me that all these, like, funeral uh, customs and traditions come from this area, too, because just everybody was dying, right? right. Like, they, oh, they had to get good at it. Everybody was dead, right? Yeah. So um, Queen Victoria, her husband, Prince Albert, died in 1861. She mourned him for the rest of her life, it says, dressing in full mourning for the first three years after his death, and her entire court did the same. Her style of mourning was later copied the world over and ushered in a period of elaborate ritualized behavior after death. So they had, back then, women, they had, well, I a think women period. and men... Yeah, mourning periods. Yeah. Right. And uh it varied based on it was like an amount of time you were expected to mourn the if death it's your of a husband, loved one. It's more than your cousin. If Yes. Yeah. And the husband was the husband was the longest one. Widows were expected to mourn for two years, which is even more than they were <laughs> which is even more than they were expected to mourn for like children who died, which I thought <laughs> yeah, was Which wild. is way worse. Yeah, right. But yeah. You want and, your uh, husband to die. Husbands were also expect men were also expected to mourn, but they just wore like dark suits and shit, which is what they were wearing anyway. Any, Women yeah. had to wear like they had to go through all these phases of mourning clothes, starting with like full black and specific materials and all this shit for like a year if it's your husband. Then after a year, you can downgrade to gray. Now you're in like <laughs> partial mourning status. This partial is all real. Mourning. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I learned like, about it on Downton Abbey partial mourning status right and then eventually you can get to white which is when you're coming out the other side right. of the mourning situation and to not mourn for the you know appropriate period of time was considered rather uncouth and unbecoming yes. of a uh of a well-to-do person um children weren't expected to do any of that shit they were too busy cleaning out chimneys uh i'm assuming Stick, hope yeah stick hoop yeah coughing to death too covered in soot uh so they, mud. they didn't have time to to mourn but uh men were men still could go to work because you know fucking gotta work factory workers gotta can that meat you know or whatever <laughs> like it's not gonna can itself <laughs> fucking uh but women were expected to just like isolate themselves and be sad for a so very the long same time. as before really but right, yeah. Just in a yeah. black shirt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, they had other like specific superstitions about it. Like, dead person dies in their house, they carry the body out of the house. Mm -hmm. They're, they're got to be carried out feet first. Well, yeah, Trey. Feet first. Because if they were carried out the other way, the corpse might look back into the house and beckon someone else to follow. Yeah, That's what duh. they were afraid of. You idiot. Take you, take, you know, mamma will take you with her into the great beyond, which is like, that's a that's fucking so dickhead fucking move. Funny. Yeah, right, it's, right. That'd be a real shitty thing for your loved one to do. It would like, be, you know, it, fucking, it would come be, on, let's have, go. 
you'd have to understand it though like especially in the early stages of death like you haven't accepted it yet you're just fucking alone especially if you're a young lover that has just died and you realize you're not that alone you're, you're with that the that, grim reaper the skull in a robe with yeah, the scythe with the scythe yeah. who's a very comforting figure we talked about that on the well read podcast yeah <laughs> oh god i was just gonna make the case for everybody that doesn't listen to the well read podcast that the grim reaper is like kind of a bro because like he's there when when no one else is like right after you've died and it is very frightening and you are all alone except you got this guy and he's like your homie he escorts you to the afterlife but then you know Corey and drew were like but why skulls? You What's know, that? like it's funny. Well, yeah. have to look like an Eldritch Terror. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like the skull with the cloak and the. But as you the, pointed uh, out, it's not like he chooses that. You don't right. get to. He didn't ask to be born terrifying. He right. just is. You know. Just, yeah, just is a Stygian nightmare. But are, he's a are, good dude. You know. Are you gonna be. get in? Are you gonna get into the the part of everybody having a, a a room in their house for this? Because if you're not, I feel like this is a good time for me to say that. Then go ahead and say it. Uh, because you were talking about them being in the house and then carried out or whatever. Well, like back in the day, you know, before funeral parlors became a thing, everyone just did it at their house. Like the house that I grew up in had a room that was like specifically for when someone died, that's where you put that motherfucker, right? That's I think that might be even why it was the funeral parlor was called the funeral parlor because people used to be in a parlor and they were like, we better not do that in the fucking house. But it was this big ass room. And when somebody died, you just laid them in there like the fucking Pope. And everybody came through and was like, yo, dabs, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh pretty wild and macabre, but I mean, you know, where else <laughs> is you going to do it? Like just on the dinner table, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that happened a bunch. Because <laughs> like not, not everybody could afford shrimp. nobody not everybody could afford a fucking corpse room. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like this, our dinner table doubles as our corpse table because <laughs> um, times are tight right now. So you understand. <laughs> but like we're like kidding around, except that like literally happens to so many yeah, people. Like I sure. was. Absolutely, without a doubt, the case. Uh, they had to, they were supposed to close all the curtains and cover all the mirrors when somebody died because the deceased spirit would obviously otherwise get trapped inside the mirror. I guess right, they I didn't believe think about that. Yeah, you know, how ghosts be staying in mirrors and shit all the time. Well, they're well, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, apparently they get trapped in there, some kind of mirror dimension. I don't know how they figured this out in Victorian England that like. You know, I don't know if mirrors were supposed to be portals to purgatory. I, mean, like, I don't know. Like, do you get why are they just yeah, attracted yeah, yeah. to I, the mirror? Does the mirror suck them in fucking I, Ghostbuster style and then they're stuck in the mirror realm? I've actually wanted mirror us, gods. I don't I've understand. actually wanted us to do an episode on whichever podcast it fits in on mirrors because mirrors are fucking like wow. I don't mean to get all like uh, uh insane ICP. clown posse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is why we're best fucking friends. Yeah, but like, but like mirrors. What's that what's all about? about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it is crazy. And like, I bet you though, and 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 you got to put yourself in these people's shoes. The first person to ever see a mirror, that had to be a wild fucking thing. You know, yeah. like that truly had to be a wild fucking thing. And I'm I mean, certain. I mean, give you the slight counterpoint. This is still very different, and it would be wild. But I mean, 
we reflect in bodies of water, and we've That's been true. drinking from bodies of water since we walked out of the fucking cave. So but not like, as clear as in a mirror. No, it would still be different to see. Like, yeah, there's a huge difference between a body of water and a fucking actual and just mirror. You. But like, but we've seen our reflections yes, since the dawn of time. That's true, much. but not in fucking HD, bruh. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So, like, again, it, if you're a smart person, you'll just be like, where's the scientific explanation of this? Okay, move on with my life. But I can see a bunch of Victorian-era people being like, that's where the other portal to the other world is, and that's where the ghosts get trapped, and that's just us, but point two seconds later, you know? Actually, yeah, I could see that too because they were stupid and all that. Yeah, well, they were wrong. just very superstitious in general. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And sense. they didn't have a lot of science to back stuff up. So, like, I try to defend them a little bit. Like, we do say, like, oh, the past were so stupid. And, like, that's true. But, like, as you pointed out in your bit, so were the smartest people from the past, according to our, you know, knowledge and shit like that. But, like, that's well, we all, all, like, knowledge collectively builds and accumulates over the course of human history. And every new generation of humans is kind of working on a, has kind of working off of a, a larger foundation of, of general human knowledge than the generation before. And that's always been the case. Like, uh, did you watch the show, the last kingdom on Netflix? I did not. I was actually going to ask you and Mark and Drew if it hit before I tried it. It fucking rules. And you totally should watch it. Yeah. It's awesome. Netflix but, uh, is, is so so for me sometimes now. They're not the I agree. I think that show started out on I don't not the BBC, but I think it started out on some other kind of network, I think, and then Netflix okay. like well, if it was BBC, know, then I'll watch it. I don't think it was, but it was something else, I believe. <laughs> but anyway, uh anyway, it's about the Vikings taking over England in like the fucking eight hundreds or whatever, and one of the main characters in it in the early seasons is Alfred the Great, who's considered like the first of the line of current British kings or whatever. He's like the first one. Like you follow, you follow the King Charles today all the way back, you know. And of course, they're not all. There was conquerors and takeovers and shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, the but Tudors that, and the fucking. But era. like he, the first one, Alfred the Great, pretty much. Yeah. He's he, in. This he made show. England what it is today. Like he's in this show and uh, as a character, and that's one thing that I noticed about is I thought they did a good job of like showing how he's like one of the smartest dudes in that world, like mm-hmm. clearly. But he's so dumb, <laughs> so dumb about so many things. Like he's not though. You could tell he's intelligent, but he like, yeah. he's like, like his he's whole thing working is with like, what he's got. His whole thing is like, we got to start fucking reading y'all. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, like literally like that's where, <laughs> like that's where he's at. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, because right. before him, like everyone knows that now. They read, you know what I mean? Like, that's how dumb everybody was. Well, he's the smartest yeah. dude around, but he's working with a foundation of nothing. And so he's again, the one that's like, he's like, guys, we got to start reading and shit. Again, and then though, like more and more people kept reading. And you understand what I'm saying? It, so yes, it's like, yes, yes. But, so but, on but, an individual one-to-one basis, I think that there, you know, people could have been brilliant in these past yes. eras, but still have thought and believed some truly asinine True, yeah. and stupid for, fucking things. Dude, for sure. Of, but like, yeah. to def- to and I'm sure we believe a, a bunch of really stupid that's shit. That's what I'm, that's like, what I wanted to get to is yeah. like in 500 years, what yeah. from our era that we're convinced that, but like, dude, to defend them a little bit, like we're talking about a time before the printing press had been a thing. Getting a book was not just 
the easiest thing in the fucking world. To no, do. I know, but I'm saying he was like that was like one of his like priorities was like yeah, this right. is we got to we got to yeah, make yeah, yeah. this a thing cuz yeah, this right. is this is power. This That's is crazy everything. crazy to have know? that idea to think about someone having that idea. Right. And that being such a foreign concept cuz like the thing is like t- nowadays people still preach that to people like they're hearing it for the first time. Like y'all motherfuckers need to read, yeah. you know, but this dude's saying it in the year of fucking what? 800 or some shit. 800 like, and something. Yeah. Way back. Sorry to derail us. No, I mean, I'm the one that brought that up. I think I'm a, uh, but anyway, I'm apologetic. I brought, up, I brought up the show. Anyway, they also, people would stop the clocks in their house, uh, whenever someone died. Uh, so they wouldn't have further bad luck. I don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, well, it we, was all the clocks. It was the clocks fault. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if we shut the, if we shut the clock down. You know, scurvy wouldn't have happened. Then what's yeah? Then what's <laughs> then what's misfortune gonna do? There's no clock ticking. I'll show in our, you in our Victorian era tenement home. I'm sure, mis, <laughs> misfortune will be dumbfounded as to how to reach us if time is no longer a factor. Uh, I already talked about the women's clothing, morning clothing, and the men being expected to work. Memento Mori were a huge thing. You ever heard okay. of the term Memento Mori? Yes, I have because Mac Miller uh, had it tattooed on his forearm. Yeah. And it was the something about death. That's all I know. Yeah. Remember your mortality or but something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, I think yeah, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But it's like, but it's uh, in this context, it was just mementos of people who had passed and they would use different things. So like a lock of hair kept in a kept in a charm or a locket or something right. that's a memento mori of someone who had died but memento mori also came to be used and i know you know about this this is a thing that everybody's heard about at this point a very popular form of a memento mori during this period was to take the dead person pose them as though they were not dead yeah and yeah. take pictures with them yeah, uh, yeah. black people pictures... still do that sometimes at funerals <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. I mean, white uh, people too, I'm sure, but yeah. like I, on the internet, I see it with black people more. So, um, yeah, that because you know pictures were really hard to come by back then. Yeah, or right. And you might have somebody that died, a kid that died, or whatever. You never had had a picture of them. You want a picture of them. You don't want it to be a picture of their dead body, even though of course it's going to be. But you try to fake it. So that was like a huge thing back then. Funeral directors, funeral homes, they first became a thing in Victorian England. They would make it a whole affair. They'd have a black hearse, which was a carriage, of course, pulled by all black horses. Back then, coffins would be made of glass, so you could just see through them all the time, so everybody could see the the dead person as they went down the street. Uh, That don't hit for me, because I don't think... That don't hit for me either. Yeah, I wonder... What, you got something else to say? I just because we're going to move on and that's fine I, on the dead people picture thing. I just wanted to mention that in my family home, we have a picture of a relative, my grandmother's cousin or something. And in that we didn't even know this till years later, but in that picture, they are dead. They yeah. have been propped up and colorized and we had no fucking idea. But they're like, you know, they're dead. Right. So I just wanted to say, feel you. That's wild. Uh the coffins also, you've probably heard this before, they would sometimes be built with like uh, tubes in them or uh, strings leading out of them and things like that. Uh, I did so, not know this. Yeah, strings attached to a bell, perhaps, from the coffin. Because back then... Sometimes they were alive and they did. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. dude, you know, they was dumb about stuff. They didn't, right. like, somebody just lay there for long enough and they're like, well, he's dead, you know, and yeah, they put right. it in. 
Put him on the corpse cart. Take him down to the potter's field, you know, whatever. <laughs> Fucking, and uh, yeah, I mean, that happened a lot. So, like, people that had the money and the means that became a thing, they would be buried with some kind of mechanism where they could, like, hit it and be like, hey, I'm not dead in here, right? And then I cannot believe I had never heard this before. But I came across this, and, of course, I didn't fact-check it any further, but I read it while reading about Victorian funeral customs. That, what I just said... That is apparently the origin of the phrase that is saved by the bell. Saved by oh, that makes so much fucking sense. It of does, course right? it's not the it's of course it's the school not bell. the school bell. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. How, how I, I know that you don't have the stats because it's probably hard to get them, but like I wonder just I mean, obviously happened enough. Well, I would say happened enough times for where they had to do that, but like how did they know like I know that sometimes they would dig up uh they, they would dig up corpses and they would have fingernail scratches Correct. on the thing. Yes. So yep. that's how they found out it was happening. But other than that, it would just be like, How the fuck yeah. do you know? Well, I think they probably also there were probably people who like you know, somebody who they thought was dead, then they were like getting them ready to bury them. And they, and went, they were like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, right. Fucking you know, people were doing that a lot back then too. <gasps> Dude, yeah, that, that is a, just big thing fucking... in Victorian era England. I mean, by the way, I bet you that that happens still today. Maybe not. I to don't know. Get, you not get to it, get to the burial process. We get embalmed today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mean they didn't get embalmed. So I don't mean to get to the burial process. What I mean is, I bet you there have been some times where someone came home and their old man was on the toilet, and they were like, "Man, he's fucking dead." And so they're just like, they're not worried about calling 911 because they know he's fucking dead. And they start making arrangements and shit. Then finally they call somebody and they get there and he just kind of wakes up and is like, what the fuck's going on? Like, surely that happens. Yeah, it probably do. Um, I'm realizing that I'm uh, taking a wee bit too long here. So no, we'll go through fun. these next couple of things. Fun. I want to look up get some, the trash. some of the more, uh, I know I've still, I, so quickly, I want to know. By what the way, this, my diaper does not work. Okay. Yeah. What is that? You know. I thought, what do you mean? You, I you, have peed all over my chair. Hits. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you're in it now. You're in it now. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sitting here, yeah. All right. I want to know what some of the most expensive funerals in history were, right? So I looked that up. Um, the Who's given credit for being the most expensive funeral in history makes a whole lot of sense, in my opinion. Alexander the Great, uh, whose funeral was a two-year affair because he had yeah. to be marched in a funeral Natch. procession from... Babylon back to Macedonia or Macedon or whatever it was called at the time took two years. They did that in a golden casket, golden carriage, whatever, with a whole, you know, coterie of slaves with fucking gold and favors and stuff <laughs> for two years. This march across the desert or the, the terrain. And that's uh people estimate that in today's dollars to have cost $600 million, which is pretty wild. On a lot of this, I found number two. The Queens cost more. Okay, I know what you're going to say. So all these articles I found were written before she died, and you're already ahead of me on what okay, I was going to say, which I is apologize. that, because I know what I know why you're going to say that. Number two on most of these lists was Ronald Reagan. And I was like, yep. what? And it said it cost $400 million, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the, it's like. You know, it's got the name and then the number. Number one, Alexander the Great, six hundred million. Number two, Ronald Reagan, four hundred million. I was like, well, "What the fuck? Four hundred million dollars on Ronald Reagan?" And like, you know, it, well, you got to understand it trickles down. Trey, well, so but the whole reason they say that is because George W. Bush gave 
the whole federal government a day off work for his right. funeral. Right. And they say in all those salaries and, you know, work time or whatever, that costs the American taxpayer $400 million. And I, and I'm like, okay, I hear that, but, but that ain't really they what I'm made after it here. Anyway. Like, oh, it's like, not like the federal government gets his, gets anything done when they're there anyway. So it still would have cost. That's also that. very true as a former federal employee. You are correct about that. But I, but I'm saying like, that ain't what I mean when I say the cost of a funeral. Okay, like, all right. Well, that's fair then. That's not what I'm looking for is what I'm right. saying. When I, I look it up, I'm like the fucking, the proceedings itself. Yes, the The casket, the shit you do. Like like Aretha Franklin, she was like, she had four costume changes as a corpse. <laughs> Swear to God. The fucking queen, baby. Yeah. In like a golden ivory casket, whatever else. It was a whole production. People put on concerts, all this shit. Like that was a lot of money spent on that, right? Generational wealth. That's that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the opportunity cost of everybody a day off. Because you were gonna say the Queen, right? And the Queen, they had to shut down shit for a long time, which cost the economy billions of dollars. Billion dollars, yeah. Right. Yeah, but even but her just her funeral, even in terms of what I'm talking about, I'm sure was pretty fucking insane. Oh, I, I'm right? sure it was, dude. You you really you literally pegged me. I just wanted to sm- sound smart and let you know that I knew a thing. Well, I remember that we talked about that. I think before she uh, died. Before she died, yeah, yeah actually, we did. Uh, Kim Jong Il and his and his uh, daddy Kim Il Sung or whatever. They both had. They didn't have uh, the same last name. Kim. Kim oh, is, Kim, right. That's you know how the, that works, go, right? Yes, Manga over goes there, backwards. Yeah. Over there, the surname comes first. That yeah, you, so. They do that in their comic books, too, by the way. It goes the other way, and I read a whole one not knowing that and was confused. <laughs> anyway, North Korea is said to have spent uh, $10 million uh, on his funeral because it included building a 75-foot statue of the man, and it cost $2.5 million. In, his tomb cost $2.5 million in maintenance costs yearly. Keep in <laughs> mind that everybody over there uh, eats bugs and dirt and is half yeah. dead. Uh, Sleeps so, on paper towels. Sleep, yeah, so keep that in mind when they're, uh, you know, in hearing these numbers. Michael Jackson, of course, had a big-ass funeral, uh, over a million dollars spent at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Princess Diana's $11.8 million. Hunter S. Thompson, $3 million. He was cremated and shot out of a cannon, paid by for Johnny famously Depp. by Johnny Depp. Yep, $3 million ceremony. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, the cold bitch. She was a uh, four... Great cunt, wouldn't she? Hey, yeah, according to most people uh, <laughs> yeah. except according to the scots and that pretty much everybody except like the english elite I, she was a huge Aye. a huge bloody cunt who's burning in hell but anyway on her way there her uh, funeral <laughs> cost her funeral cost four million pounds uh let's see we got uh, yeah, what's that in real money I, yeah i don't know the conversion rate but yeah. uh yeah let's see Kim Il-sung, the granddaddy of Kim Jong-un, he, they did the same thing for him, and he'd been dead for so long. He Like, he's got this big tomb, which has all these annual maintenance costs, and he'd been dead for so long now that it has to date cost North Korea $100 million just for God him to like, damn. be dead there. Yeah, I forgot to mention earlier, too, with Alexander the Great, he's in his golden cassock. They said he they preserved his corpse in honey for the, yeah, I mean, for the journey. That's so. actually not a bad thought, because honey, like, honey yeah. don't go bad. So if not you're in honey... Yeah. I could, right. I mean, I don't know shit about how that works, but like, 
It wild. We we ain't got to get into it, but it fuck honey wild as shit. Honey do be wild as shit. You're right. Okay, last time I say about rich people funerals, I've gone way too long. No, you, you haven't, got at buddy. Least a couple of uh, trash funeral stories for us. Last time Megasode. I say about rich people funerals is that uh, super rich people, um, not all of them, but many of them, hundreds of them at this point, have taken to freezing themselves at yeah. death in hopes of being re, you know, brought revived, brought back Ted to Williams. life. In the far and distant future, Ted Ted Williams did that. Ted Ted Williams' head is frozen. Uh, and okay, is that is, su- is that true? Because he's been dead for a long time, right? Because yep. I always heard no, that. It's true. I always heard that about Walt Disney. Walt Dis- Disney, uh, true. It's that's also Walt Disney. Ted it, Walt Disney is his whole body. Ted Williams is just his head. Uh. Yeah, no, you're right. Ted Williams really is. Uh, yeah, I promise. Yeah, Ted Futurama Williams, don't lie, buddy. Cryogenically frozen head. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one day they'll be able to upload his consciousness to a sentient of to a sentient robot, Ted Williams, who can give everybody batting practice. Yeah. Now, anyway, but t- Walt Disney that was that his, that one's not true. He was not right. frozen. Ted Williams is though. Yeah. Okay. See, I'd never even heard that in my yeah. life. Uh, they, they, there was a gag about it on Futurama. Uh, like in the early episodes, and I'm a baseball fan, so like I looked it up. Uh, because Ted Williams is a fucking. You should read about that guy. He's he's something else. But yeah, his head be frozen against I think his family's wishes. I just had no idea that they could even do that that far. Back. I didn't either. I didn't like, either. But they had the foresight. They were just like one day it's gonna happen. Well, so they're still doing that, but we're no closer to being able to do the other part, the more important part, the waking people up part. Like they right. apparently last year they successfully managed to freeze and then thought. This is what it said. This is what I said when I read. It's like researchers last cryonics researchers last year were able to freeze and then uh, and successfully revive. A rabbit's brain, okay? Held. Period, period. The animal was still dead, though. So, (laughs) I was like, what? Then what'd you do? Yeah, right. I don't, what, what, so what did you accomplish? I don't really understand it, but anyway. Could they put that brain in another rabbit? I don't think so, or I think they would have. That's what I'm saying. Like, all those types of ideas, like, a lot of people. We gotta keep trying, though. I mean, yeah, I agree. But we're just no closer to that being a reality than we ever were i feel like it's also one of those things where it's very possible that once we crack the code on how it works all It'll these be a people nightmare. all these people who are frozen now uh, we may have gotten that process you know what i'm saying there may be a very specific yeah. way you have to go about it in order for yes. it to work it won't and everybody work that's people. done it up to date uh, yeah. up till now it's like well that ain't gonna work they did it the exactly. old stupid caveman way like exactly. uh, fucking, we yeah. can't do nothing with that i, feel I like do that's think a we'll figure possibility i do think we will figure it out and this will get way too far in you're the trying words, to do that no absolutely not when i'm dead motherfucker i'm dead Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I'm dead. I do not want to be uploaded. I'm just so fascinated by the future, though. That's my thing. Yeah, that's true. I love sci-fi and shit. It's like, I just really want to see. If if it was like, if I had the opportunity to, when they do this to me, it's like, they, hey, what's happening is we're going to freeze you. And then at one point, we'll be able to upload your consciousness to the cloud and you will be able to be sentient. You know, maybe you won't be able to walk around or whatever. You'll be sentient. You can see stuff. I would say, okay, but in my contract, there has to be a button I can push. To where I can go, yeah. all right, enough yeah. now. Oh, you dude, know what I mean? To, like, yeah, I would bad. love to see what my great, 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 great grandkids were up to. But then after a while, it's like, all right, I can't play golf, Bill. They're so fucking. Sure. Okay. Well, behold. All right. We can't do this. We can't do it. We, I can, we talk, can. About this all, I can talk about this all goddamn day. No. I mean, we did a well-read episode kind of on this subject. Just well, let's like talk about it on well-read next week. How about that? Okay, well, again, Teaser. we sort of already, you remember, we talked about this no. whole uploading to the cloud. Thing. We had a whole again. episode about this. Let's <laughs> do it again. It wasn't people that long remember. ago either. But anyway, eh, doesn't matter. What are you going to do? I drink. Okay, that's enough about rich people's funerals, trash people's <laughs> funerals. Uh, I looked up, like, mostly just not fun facts about yes, they're all not poor, fun. poor people and funerals. Because it's like, a lot of people obviously can't afford a funeral. Uh, so there's this, it used to be called a pauper's, pauper's funeral. funeral. Which all it means is like, if nobody claims a corpse to do something with it, the state or the government uses funds to dispose of the body in the cheapest way possible, pretty much, which means cremating and just, you know, throwing them in the sewer or whatever. Yeah, Not yeah. literally, but, you know, yeah. pretty much that happens all the time. Uh, the, uh, fuck. I was, anyway, but fuck all that because you said before we started or right when we started, you worked at a funeral home, and so you had some funny redneck funeral stories. So why don't we just do those, and then we can move on? Well, I feel like you're cutting your segment short here, but that's fine. I did I'm definitely not wor- cutting it short. I'm go- I'm, like, I'm at like fucking 35 minutes right now or something. That's that's fine, buddy. You're a songbird. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's I'm reading fucking love letters. It's fine. Uh, so, yes, I did used to work for a funeral home. I wasn't like the person that was in there wearing the, you know, fucking maroon jacket and uh, ushering old ladies to their seats and shit. I uh, worked for the funeral home in the sense that, you know, those tents that they put up by the graves and stuff like that. Uh huh. I did that like me and Robbie, who, you know, uh, of uh, of Robbie fame, uh, me and him used to go out and you remember when Sparks energy beers were a thing? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, we would like. So they, they like his dad it works for the funeral home. He's like an overseer for like th- this, this particular funeral home has like five different funeral homes. When I was a kid, it was just the one that's where everybody got buried and shit like that. And so his daddy got us a job. He's like, Hey, you go put up these tents. You know what I'm saying? And so we're like, yeah, word true. So we could drink all fucking night because sparks beers had come out and then we just get up in the morning, pound those and then go hit, you know, uh, knock the goddamn tents into the ground and there you go now so many people had graveside barrels under a cattywampus tent because me and robbie (laughs) (laughs) because me and robbie were in charge of all that shit right um 
but I learned a little bit about the funeral business from the talk. Like there would be a guy that worked at the funeral home that he would just like drive us. He wouldn't really do anything. He's just like, I'll drive y'all out there and y'all can do this shit. And I noticed that, you know, a great bit of in a Southern funeral home, like there was a, a, a huge morbidity to the humor, obviously. And like, uh, I remember they used to say that the head of the funeral home, he would go during the autopsies, he would just be standing over him and they would have to wipe crumbs of his sandwich off the body because he'd just be fucking eating and shit. Lord, dude. Yeah. And like, I remember I was in there one day to like collect my check and this dude was on the phone and he was like, he was like leaving to go on vacation like that second and he gets a phone call and he's got to plan this whole funeral and he put his fucking hand over the phone and goes, does this motherfucker know not to die when I'm trying to go to Myrtle Beach? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a, a really sad thing about, you know, what you were talking about, poor funerals, like pauper's funerals and stuff. I had to be on a couple occasions what's known as an honorary pallbearer. Yeah. And what this was is when me and Robbie are out there Drunk on sparks, lips ever so orange. You know what I mean? I mean, we are drunk, and they would come up to us, and they would be like, hey, these this guy, he's got nobody. It's just his mom's the only one here. Um, we're going to need y'all to carry the casket. And, I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny, buddy. That is a rough fucking thing to do you know like at first like me and rob were like holy shit we're pallbearers but then we were like oh my god like can you imagine dying and us we gotta carry your ass because nobody's here to give a shit right but the local like small town funerals are uh, they're, they're very i've found them to be very fun i you said that you don't have a lot of experience with them is that because you're just like mm. i've you, Every I mean, funeral, y'all no, are I mean, dropping dude, dead all the time, buddy. Yeah, no, I've been to plenty of funerals. I just like I don't, uh, I don't know. They've all been pretty much the same in my experience. Yeah, right. Just very standard and not. I wouldn't like. I never saw any white. I've been to some the funerals of some white trash people because you know we're talking about my family members here, and saw very little white. Like I don't know. It's just like no white trash it, stuff going on. No, like it, really? dude, even like. So the only, I, I can literally think of one example and it's very mild. When my great grandma died, I was a pallbearer and my first cousin BJ was also a pallbearer. And I remember BJ, rest in peace, get to his funeral in just a second. BJ walked in wearing uh, like, and this was in like 2007 or something, by the way, keep in mind. He walks in wearing like Jenkos and a no yeah, fear yeah, yeah. shirt. Were they you know? black? Uh, I have like dark blue is what I feel yeah. like I remember, like in a baggy, no fear shirt or whatever. And my mom and, and my mom, dude, my mom's fucking queen of the trash. Right. But my mom comes up and she's like to BJ. She's like, I thought I asked you to dress up. And he goes, I am dressed up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. like, and that's the and next point I wanted to make. He genuinely yeah. thought that, you know, he's like, this is my, this is it's my nice, my no fear club. shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyway, that's the, and, and, but at his, so he's one of my, he's the reason I'm a Raiders fan. He's that guy. He's like, he, he was trash. Well, I loved him like a brother, but he was trash. And even at, but at his funeral, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, dude, he, like, some of the trashiest people in Clay County were there, but they were on their best behavior, though. Well, like, first all off, of them. like, I've, and that, and I've been to a lot of funerals like that where it's like people just kind of hold it together. I don't at know, least man. For the nonce. Not where I'm I mean, from. 
I yeah, mean, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, they do, but a where everybody did wear black, but that was I swear to God, like especially on my mama's side of the family, them wearing black meant that they were wearing their best Earnhardt starter jacket and black jeans, right? Which counted. Yeah. They, yeah. They, at the at the poor trash funeral, you've got all the ladies in the hometown who like even if they didn't even know the bereaved or the dead it's like they would make an honorary chicken casserole to go yes. fill the kitchen up in the back then yeah, you've got the smoking course. you got the smoking section out back where all yes. the uncles are sort of just like channeling uh-huh. in bringing the smoke with them and by the way they're broke so when they go out there they're puffing on half a cigarette putting the other half behind their ear walking the fuck back in there so the whole goddamn funeral home smells like a cigarette right yes. there's also yeah. situations and trashy funerals where the dude will have died and we come to find out that there was a girl pregnant with his baby and he had a wife right but that other girl is at the goddamn funeral sitting there by the casket with the motherfucking ultrasound just causing all kinds of shit right then you got dudes who were coming in there who were ushered out of the funeral home because the person dead, everybody believes it was them that gave them the Oxycontin and their mama don't want to fucking see them right now. So you better have some goddamn sense about you and get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Then you got people who, for some reason, uh, it's, and we all laugh at funerals, you know, like everybody, like, I think that's part of like, if you ever, especially if you go to a comedian's funeral, everybody's like, all right, let's roast everybody. Let's try to get everybody in a good mood. And I think that's normal at funerals that you try to bring a little levity to the situation. I mean, dude, I've said before, like I, uh, I killed, at my da- I killed yeah. at my dad's funeral. Like, yeah. I, t- <laughs> I, was, and I, I went up, I did time at my dad's funeral and, uh, you know, I got, I got a bunch of laughs, but people were crying afterwards. It was beautiful. Yeah. Of course it was, but I wanted um, to share, yeah. I'll share this last story about a redneck funeral and then we can get out of here and go to my topic, I guess. But the, so my uncle, uh, right before the pandemic happened, uh, January before the pandemic happened, he shot himself. And uh, don't worry, it's fine. As I always say, he died doing what he loved, sitting in his chair holding a gun. And it's funny, too, because uh, during, like when he, this was the, like a month before the pandemic, my uncle shoots himself, and I out loud said, well, I mean, at least this year can't get any worse. Sorry, I'm doing my act now. But we get to his funeral, and like my uncle was a meth doing fucking coke selling redneck from way back, had a high and tight like to the day he died. So his funeral is all those similar people. Now, a lot of people from Well Red fame uh, of the podcast will know who I'm talking about when I say Wade Cardwell. Wade shows up, right? Now, Wade shows up to the funeral because he's fucking my grandmother and my grandmother, it's her son that's dead, shot himself, right? So Wade comes in, drunk as fuck on vodka. He has a big ass, like one of these polar pop type things full of vodka. And it wasn't a secret. He announced it when he walked in and everyone at the funeral was so goddamn happy that someone brought the vodka, right? Him and my grandmother start drinking it and shit. Well, he gets a little loose lip. My aunt is over there crying over my uncle who is sitting in the fucking coffin, right? He's just shot himself. Wade then goes up to my aunt to hug her. We are on the other side of the goddamn room. So this is how loud he was. He walks up to my aunt and hugs her and goes, I just got to know, did he do it in the head or the chest? Right? (laughs) And that's... That And it didn't phase anybody because yeah. everybody was just redneck smoking cigarettes and exchanging pills. That's my experience with a redneck funeral. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I said at my dad's funeral, the only because I'm only doing this because I mentioned earlier I had a heartwarming story about a trash funeral. It was my dad's oh, funeral, yeah, and what happened was I, uh, I, I was of course in charge when my dad died, and I knew I was going to pay for this whole thing. And I this time I had two babies and uh, a day job and student loan debt. When I could not afford to pay for a funeral at all, but I didn't say anything to anybody about that. I was just right, like, I guess I'll you put it do. on the fucking credit card or whatever. So the funeral happens, and then afterwards I go in the office of the funeral home, and I ask them, I'm like, okay, so what's the damage? What do I owe you? And they were like, oh, you don't owe us anything. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they go, yeah, everybody in town just kind of pitched in and paid for it, so you guys are covered. That's and, wonderful. Uh, yeah, and that's why, like, you know, uh, got a complicated relationship with Salina. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, because those people, because my dad was always like a godless dope-smoking rock and roller or whatever. Like, he was not... He wasn't like a fucking deacon in any goddamn church or nothing. You know what I mean? Like he's not right. like what you'd think of as a typical pillar of the community in a small southern town. And, you know, his brother's the gay dude, his son is the godless commie, all this shit. Queer. But too. they still the queer too. I'm also the queer, yeah. Uh and yeah, two queers in his family. But I um yeah. uh but in spite of all that, they still did it without anybody you know, saying anything to us about it. Like they, well, just, funerals are they insanely did it. So funerals, like funerals are not a part of the American healthcare system, but they almost seem similar just because of the, uh, 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 abhorrent, uh, cost of them or whatever. But like, I'd always heard this when I was working at the funeral home and this may just be what they say, but like, do you know why they say funerals cost so much? Uh, uh-uh. uh, because most people don't pay for them, so if they can just—I well, mean, get, that's exactly why yeah. healthcare costs so much. Yeah, right. Because, it's because, so, so it's the same thing. Yeah, it's because we don't have universal healthcare, so people that can't afford it, we still save their lives, which we should. Right. But then they don't ever pay, and that drives up costs. So for we have else. to pay more. Yeah. So that's which is the same why thing with, we should yeah. just be paying for everybody's in the first place. But anyway, Agreed. whatever. We ain't got to get into Agreed. politics. But yeah, but, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me because that's exactly how healthcare works. So yeah. Yeah, they have to write everybody. They have to spread out the cost amongst everybody else because so many people are just never going to yeah, pay. Them, they're just you know? hoping that one out of 10 people pay and then they're covered. Yeah. Yeah. So, I totally buy that. Yeah. Um, or just be funeral insurance, I guess. I don't know. Hell. Right. Well, well I that mean, there was, is. There is. No there, no, there is. Well, I mean, well, that's what life insurance is. Oh, yeah. Like, Oh yeah, like that's, you, yeah. You should, but uh, you still shouldn't have to take all that money and pay for it. Just motherfucker. First I mean, off, that's the point of. I, I know that's one of the points of life I know, insurance. It's I understand like, pay for that. the funeral. I understand for the family. that. Like, I understand that's part that. Part of what but it's for. I, understand, I fucking <laughs> understand that. All I'm saying is, it shouldn't cost that much money to bury a motherfucker. And but, be, but because of it, some people bitch about it. And I'm like, you know that you don't have to do it, right? Uh-uh. Like, you totally do not have to do it. Like, you can just burn this motherfucker in a bonfire and then have a party. So, like, I kind of don't have well, dude, too much that, sympathy for some people. Because I'm like, we you didn't don't have to bonfire, do nothing. But, like, we, we cremated my dad and had a ceremony with no burial, obviously, because he was cremated. But we had right. a small ceremony at the funeral home. And that's the move. With a cremation. And even that, I don't, I don't remember how much it was. But even that, I know, was like... $5,000. No, more like two, I think. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. But, but yeah. again, at that but time, like I, didn't you, two, I didn't have $2,000. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah. It but was more it, than I had. And but. I know none of that was in your control or whatever, but, like, the thing is, you don't even, you don't have, I think a lot of people, it's ingrained in them that, like, you have to go to a funeral home. But, like, you don't. 
Like, you don't have to do that at all. They could just die, and then you could just have everybody over at the house like they used to do in the parlor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, what was I going to say? Uh, was it that you love me with all your heart and you hope that I don't die? Yeah, right. Oh, it's just that when, yeah, like, right. the funeral home, if if you employ a funeral home, what, they also, like, they'll go get the dead person from the mm-hmm. hospital or the morgue or wherever they're yeah, at. Yeah, but like, we could do they, that. Yeah, I know, but, dude, that don't hit. Like, it don't hit, but we're talking about thousands of dollars here. I know, but but people, like, Redneck's going to be pulling up with a, just backing a truck up to the yes. door to the morgue. Like, all right, yes. you're sliding in you there. You don't do it. You get your food. buddy. <laughs> Dude, dude, you know my buddy. Kid, We're taking sh- him to the lake to toss dude, him. That's what, that's what he wanted. It. Gonna shove I'm some just, rocks down like, his throat and fucking I'm, bury him with a small mouth, the way he well, always dreamed of. I'm just saying, it's yeah. you can do that. So then, don't bitch about the three thousand dollars. I'm not saying that like the family should do that because that would be hard. But like, we've all got a buddy. Like my buddy Kit. You know my buddy Kit. Fucking shirtless bowling ball motherfucker at my wedding. Yeah. Anybody in this town anybody in this town if they called kit and said kit i need you to go down the morgue uh uh with your truck and put this dead body in it he'd be like cool where are we going like you you can get it done is all i'm saying you can get it done on the cheap all right well let's move on see these love letters okay trey so uh obviously i guess we're gonna have to skip the part where you tell me everything you know about love letters because yeah not shit i did find i did and i if i'd have known like katie found when we cleaned out the house i grew up in over christmas break katie found some old love letters of mine or that had been written to me i'm so glad that you said that because i uh, actually want to talk about that off they were you know pretty embarrassing uh, yeah but but how many times did you reference a uh, system of a down <laughs> no they were the the ones she found were ones i kept meaning they were written oh. to me by yeah, right. like a girl believe it or you not you stink less than everybody else girl. yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway well so uh, love letters definitely used to be a th- i wonder if kids are still doing that that's what like, i was about to ask because they've got phones and shit now yeah you know? so so basically love letters fucking check became, yes or no man I don't yep. want that to go I away. I want to get into that, too. Fuck yeah, man. You're on my same page. So Love Letter is like, in in the way that we sort of know them, started in the Renaissance, because a lot of things started in the Renaissance. That's when, like, correspondence was, like, you know, very heavy. It was also the age of chivalry. And back in those days, like, a lot of the love letters that were being written because of how arranged marriages and stuff with, like, high lords and high dukes and, like, kings and queens and shit, a lot of them were written with the two not knowing each other at all like like they like you would be like oftentimes pals yeah 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 so your pen pals like because you know when you're like eight years old your fucking lord duke father tells you like one day you will marry lady winthrop of the whatever and you don't have a fucking choice so y'all just start writing to each other so that like by the time you get of that age you kind of that's how you're so it's not dissimilar of like people starting a romance via Facebook or something like that. You know what I mean? We look at it now. It's like, oh, they met on Facebook. And it's like, first off, we are way far past the stigma of that, in my opinion, because it's like, dude, we're an online world. People are having to work oh, their ass off and yeah, then they go dude, home. I like, don't, I don't think people blink twice about people. But meeting. they used to. It's they the definitely used to shit now. Like, yeah, they're completely, totally normalized at this but yeah, point. I feel, but, I feel like it's honestly become it's becoming it's more the norm. rare. It's to the norm. Meet someone at like 
work or school or yeah. church or a bar or whatever. Like the 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 dating apps are just completely standardized. Ag- agreed, and it totally makes sense. Like everybody, like I don't know. They sh- I remember when like the 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 Match dot com and all that shit first started. Uh-huh. Everybody was E-harmony. shitting on it. Like yep. and and for the okay, record, Cupid. I'm. Not- yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I was being all progressive at the time, going like, just give them a chance. I was probably going like, man, this is stupid, because it was against what we'd normally done. But yeah. like, if you really think about it, it actually gives people the chance to meet someone who isn't just directly in their purview at all times. Yeah, because no, like, I think I think it's a great thing. I mean, because me like everybody, dude, every girlfriend, I, I mean, I met Katie working with her. Every girlfriend I ever had, I like either went to school or worked with or right. something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just how it used to work where it's like, or you get set up through mutual friends or something, which I never had that happen. It was always of my own accord, but like you, uh, I mean, that's like, you're leaving a whole lot of like people know, out there, a whole lot of, yeah. Different types yeah. of people. Different. Yeah. Right. Like, like yeah, dude, no, what if totally. you what if you live in Salina, but you're into Chinese I'm girls? Sure. Katie's going to interpret this as me being like, I could have done I so should've... much better. Probably. <laughs> yeah. like, I'd have cast much wider. He could, Who knows he what I would have come out with? No. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying but, like, it totally makes sense to me. You can meet people you would never otherwise meet, which I think is generally a good thing, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, so many people, I think more people that I know than not believe in like true soulmates and they've never once thought like, isn't it weird how everyone's soulmate also lived on the same street as them? Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, but back, uh, so, but back then everybody was writing letters. I think most people, you know, believe in soulmates as in the, the definition of it, like where there's one person for each person most, most of the people you know believe yeah. that version of snowmates. Well, okay, okay. That but, is no, wild no, to me. Hold on, hold on just a second. But you need to know what I mean by most people I know. I don't mean most people I'm friends with. I mean most people I know. Because I come from a very religious town, and soulmate is also a very religious thing. Like God puts two people together. Just, Okay, but I guess they think God would purposefully put them both in the yes, same that, town. Yes, dude. It's just like, no, no, it's stupid as the fuck. odds are but crazy I'm saying, that the one I, person for you on this planet is also in Chickamauga. Or whatever. I know, like, but they believe it. Like I that's believe God in true put, love, and that people yes, can. People but can but you also could have had true love with somebody else. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, like right, I'm yeah. so glad that me and and because me and dude, fuck, I've known Amber since she was in third fucking grade. You know what I mean? I was, like, I don't you know, know what the I was 19. I'm kidding. Of any good couple or any given couple working out or not. But, you know, I think that it's like, it's just a statistical thing. Like, I think there's plenty of, there's like a type of person yes. for you, I think. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And there, you know, so there's like there's I, other people who are of a similar type who you probably could have made it work with as well. For and then sure. there's all kinds of people who you never, ever, ever could have. Right. It's not compatible, but one person, no. It doesn't no. make any sense. No. And I love, listen, I love Amber with my whole heart. I love the life we've built together. I can't imagine myself really with anyone. That, well, I, okay. I mean, I could, if I sat down and started thinking, I probably could, but like, but, all that being said, I'd believe that if I'd never met Amber, that same thing would have happened with me with somebody else. Like, that's how that works. They probably would have been very similar to Amber, you know, but uh-huh. like, but no, I do think most people uh, sort of, and, and I do think that like, maybe that like, I don't, it, it's funny because I was going to say like that age of love letters is gone because we don't be, really be writing letters now. But now that I'm thinking about it, like with Facebook Messenger and Twitter Messenger, like 
maybe that age is kind of back, but it's just more digitized. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like fucking, you know, what that mouth do? Fucking it, yeah, yeah. It eggplant don't emoji, squirt emoji. Fucking that's like yeah. that's what. Like I feel like I feel like a lot of the romance. That's been taken out of, uh, you know, love correspondence. Well, but here's the thing. Of text messages and emojis and and things like that. Okay, fair. But like the only, because you've talked about this in your act before, and it's true. Back in the day, you only could read things and people's opinions that were published, right? And the only things that would get published were like, Famous people, fancy I'm people. Worthy yada, yada. Of it. Yeah, right. So you don't know what the fuck some of these peasants was writing. Well, you know I what I mean? Was writing at all, bro. That's true. That's accurate. I, they might have been walking up like, you know, the ghost, you know. It's got my hopes. It's not me fucking ghost. Don't worry. She's back at home. But um, it, on the subject of the cellmates, so one thing I, I should say, since I shit all over the idea, I have like, been too high before and i've thought about like because me and katie unbeknownst to each other, me and katie met when we were like 24 no no 23 24 something like that but me and katie unbeknownst to one another were in knoxville at the same time years before that right and both ended up like leaving doing other shit and then meeting in cookville years later right and I've wondered before, like, what if I hadn't left Knoxville? Would I have stayed at Knoxville, right? Like, would we have met anyway? Maybe we were supposed to have met in Knoxville. Right, but you could have met somewhere else. branched off, fucked it up, but, like, fate brought us back together in the end anyway. Do I believe that? No. But when I get high, I think about shit like that sometimes. And I'm like, you don't know. Kind of wild. Like, Maybe. There's two me's, and I think there's two you's as well. There's yeah. the there's the logical, pragmatic beliefs yeah. in science to the letter me, and then there is the me that is sometimes so romantically overcome by joy and love that I do start de- believing in like divine intervention and fate because like I don't know me like because me and Amber like our whole thing is that the reason that we we were just friends forever like for for a little background uh I was in I I went to move to Chickamauga and started going to school there when I was in 5th grade my sister was in 3rd grade Amber was her best friend so 5th grade to 3rd grade she was just Kirby's best friend who I liked and we were we got along but she was just Kirby's little fucking idiot friend and she was that to me for my entire life like my entire life she was just that And then one day we're hanging out at like we grow up. Amber's in college. I have my own place. I'm living at my grandmother's house. Amber comes over with my sister and is talking about how she's going to have to move home from college. Right. And and she's like, but I ain't going to I can't afford no place to stay. And I just go and again, completely as friends. I had no ulterior motives at all. I was just like, why don't you just fucking live here? I live by myself. Like you bring a woman's touch here and like you ain't even got to pay rent. Like as long as you'll help me with dishes and shit. She does. And then boom, look at us. You know what I mean? Like there's there's these wild like what if I just hadn't have been there that day? I wouldn't have a son. If I had yeah. Kirby and her had just been hanging out at my house by themselves, or if I just hadn't heard that conversation, like I could have been in the house and they'd have been having that conversation. If I don't hear that fucking conversation, I don't have my baby and my baby feels like fucking fate to me. 
you know, I know it's not. Yeah. I know that there's no, I know, it, I hear you. I know exactly but like, what you mean. So that's where the romantic in me is just like, this was meant to be, you know, this is fucking great. Uh, but I do want to read a couple of love letters through history. And as I said earlier, on some of them, I have rewritten them in redneck form. I wanted to start out with the first one because this is bringing us back to episode one of Putting on Airs, uh, Henry VIII uh, to Anne Boleyn. I talked about their relationship, but I didn't read this letter. And I would like to. It's one of my favorites because it's so fucking stupid. Here's Henry VIII to Anne Boleyn in around 1528. Mine own sweetheart, this shall be to advertise you of the great elegantness, by the way, which means, there's footnotes here, which means loneliness. Did you know that elegantness meant loneliness? Never heard that in my life. Okay. That I find here since your departing. For I ensure you, methinketh the time longer since your departing, now last than I, w- than I was wont to do a whole fortnight. I thank your kindness, and my fervorance of love causeth it. For otherwise I would not thought it possible that for a little while it should have grieved me, but now that I am coming towards you, methinketh my pains by half released. Which I think means... He's like coming. Maybe. I don't know. I don't either. And also I am right well comforted in so much that my book maketh substantially for my matter in writing where I have spent above four hours this day. It took him four hours to write this. By the way, I'm almost done. Uh, which caused me, which calls me now to write the shorter letter to you at this time, because some pain in my head, wishing myself, especially an evening, in my sweetheart's arms, whose pretty duckies, second footnote, duckies means breasts. Nice. I, tr- I trust shortly Get, to kiss. Drop them duckies out, girl. Yeah. I trust shortly to kiss. Quack quack, <laughs> and shall be yours by his will. Uh, so yeah, that right there to me is kind of like it, it, it only it only sounds fancy because it's in old English, so but it's a pretty dumb letter. That, well, okay. On that note, um, since I'm a dumb person, let me like so that anything that's written in that old fanciful flowery style like that, I can't. I'm the same way with Shakespeare, dude. Like it's hard I, to read. Like it's not just hard to. I can't. I can't listen to it and understand it. It's right. like my trash brain, my trash brain after like eight words, is just like, I'm done with this. I don't know what, like, I can, I, I just, it's like, I can't follow it. The only way well, that that's I can why follow I've, it is I've to like, some. look it down. Yeah. Is to like, if I have it in front of, if I'm reading it, I have to read it and reread it. And, then, totally I, and then I'm like, I can understand what that means. But if I just like listen to it one time, I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. On Dude, I, I totally agree agree with you because duckies I is titties i guess yeah. what i got out of that. i would have it never known four that. hours and duckies is titties both of those yeah. things were things you stopped to explain other yes, than those exactly. two things i don't have a fucking clue what that letter just said me neither buddy and like a good example of that is that i just recently started reading the prince and the pauper which is mark twain's book where he it's like his first take on his like uh well, not his first take on historical fiction, but where he tried to write something that wasn't Southern prose. You know what I mean? Like he tried to write a thing that he otherwise really didn't know shit about. And so he's writing old English, but as a Southerner trying to himself interpret it and shit. And I started listening to the book and I swear to God, I had to hit rewind. Like I found myself 
I found myself, it took me like, I swear to God, it took me five hours to get through one hour because I kept rewinding going, wait, what the fuck? So I finally just had to start reading it because when I'm reading it, at least I can go, okay, okay. Yeah. So no, I'm fucking totally with you on that. Uh, and that is why, by the way, I have uh, translated some of these into redneck parlance. And I would like to start with Napoleon to his wife. Uh, and some of the, most of these letters, by the way, are, are letters uh, from when the relationships kind of weren't hitting because I thought that that would be interesting <laughs> to read. So this is uh, the actual Napoleon to his wife in April 1796, and then I'll read the redneck version. Okay, here we go. Should I do... Napoleon's French, right? Should I try to do French yeah. the whole time? Good luck. Yeah. I have your letters of the 16th go. and in the 21st. There are many days when you don't write. What do you do then? No, my darling, I am not jealous, but sometimes worried. Coming soon, I warn you if you del- I'm doing Spanish now, aren't I? Uh, you're, you're definitely a mixture, but like it's hidden for me. Should I keep going? Yeah. No, like my it. darling, I am not jealous, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes worried. Come soon, I warn you if you delay, you will find me ill. Fatigue and your absence are too much. Your letters are the joy of my days, and the days of my happiness are not many. You know. Juno is bringing Juno is bringing 22 flags to Paris you must come back with him you understand hopeless sorrow inconsolable misery sadness without end if I am so unhappy as to see him return alone adorable friend he will see you he will breathe in your temple perhaps you will even grant him the unique and perfect favor of kissing your cheek and I shall be alone and far far away but you are coming, aren't you? You are going to be here beside me, in my arms, on my breast, on my mouth. Take wing and come, come. A kiss on your heart and one much lower down. Much lower. How about that? Okay, here's the redneck version. That's salacious there. <laughs> it is. All right, so I got your first letters, but like, is this it? Like, fuck, are you so busy doing that? What are, what are you so busy doing that you can't write back? Because I know uh, it ain't because you're at fucking work, all right? And now, before you get any ideas and think that I give a fuck, I don't. It's just that you're my wife, and I sort of got to know what you're doing. I'm the goddamn commander of the French army, and it ain't a good fucking look. But for real, though, please write back, because not talking to you is, is really tying my stomach in knots. Matter of fact, I'm sending my boy Juno back to deliver some flags, and you better get your ass on his boat and come over here. Now, I should warn you, he's probably going to try and fuck you, but this is the past and France, so, you know, you'll have that. Regardless, just make sure you get over here real quick so I can kiss on your pussy. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. How's that? Both of the, I, I really, I really enjoyed both of those interpretations. Do you think I conveyed um, it correctly? Yeah, from what okay. I can tell, yes. I when you said Juno, you know Juno the flag man. Yeah, I thought you at first. I thought you were saying you Juno. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was like I, yeah, Juno, like Juno the flag yeah, right. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fucked him, him didn't you? You fucked you fuck the flag man. Don't yeah. you act like you don't know Juno the flag man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God damn. By the way, I spent about as much time on this as uh as Henry the Eighth spent writing that one paragraph. Uh yeah. This is Lord Byron. You know old Lord Byron. That's my boy, yeah. Yeah. She walks is- in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes. That's Lord Byron for you. Can you try that to on the spot make that redneck? The only one. Uh She's as goddamn pretty as the sky and the moon. 
<laughs> got that pretty sky and the moon and all its best of God's good shit is in her face and the way she be. There you go. How about that? Would you say that Lord Byron probably had a, like a growly kind of voice? Oh, like a, I don't know. Like I always, I always pictured him as like a uh, regal, like, like super regal. Very like, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. A real say pretty it. boy. Okay, okay. Well, I'll try to do it like is that. Is what I, I like a re, like a Don Juan, but a British one. You know what I mean? Like a real yeah, yeah, suave, yeah. pretty boy dude is okay. how I always pictured him. <clears throat> I'll try. But I don't I'll, know. No, that's. I mean, fine. he was a I'll, legendary pussy hound drunk. So I just like, wanted some direction. And the drunk is. I knew he was a drunk, which is why I was like, yeah. But I think he was a drunk in like a like a Casanova type drunk. Okay, I just I just needed direction on how to read this. So this is Lord Byron to Lady Byron in eighteen sixteen. All I can say seems useless, and all I could say might be no less unavailing, yet I cling to the wreck of my hopes before they sink forever. Were you then never happy with me? Did you never at any time—fuck. Did you never at any time or times express yourself so? Have no marks of affection of the warmest and most reciprocal attachment passed between us? Or did, in fact, hardly a day go down without some such on one side and generally on both— do not mistake me. I have not denied my state of mind, but you know its causes. And were those deviations from my calmness never followed by acknowledgement, by acknowledgements and repentance? Was it not the last recurred more particularly so? And had I not, had we not the days before and on the day we parted every reason to believe that we loved each other? That we were to meet again, were not your letters kind, had I not acknowledged to you all my faults and follies, and assured you that some had not, and could not, be repeated. I do not require these questions to be answered to me, but to your own heart. It is torture to correspond thus, and there are things to which be settled and said which cannot be written. Redneck Version I tell you what, it seems like nothing I say or do is worth a fiddler's fuck to you. Here I am, <laughs> here I am like a dumbass holding out hope, even though you've made it pretty clear that our love life is in the shitter. Let me ask you something. Did you ever fucking love me? Huh? Did you ever give a shit at all? Have you been running around telling all them hussies you play cards with that I'm just a fat sack of shit? Seriously, was I ever anything to you but a goddamn dollar sign? I mean, the last time we was together, it was all, oh, have fun on your trip, see you later. And now it's like you'd rather me be fucking dead. Look, I ain't saying I ain't got problems, but at least I fucking admit it. I told you I'd quit smoking and drinking around the baby, and sure, I've slipped up, but I ain't ever acted like I was perfect. You, on the other hand, are doing a pretty goddamn good job of it yourself right now, you hypocritical bitch. You know what? You ain't even got a right back. Because I don't give a shit. But you need to take a long look in the fucking mirror. By the way, it's a lot of shit I'd like to say, but I damn sure I ain't going to be on paper so you can show that fucking lawyer you're probably fucking. Signed, Lord Byron. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I loved it. Yeah. Mm. Once again, with the original, like, I no swear idea. to God, dude. <laughs> I, I was trying. Like, That's why I'm here. I'm not kidding. I would, like... I would I would try real hard to be like okay focus like listen to this yeah. right and then five more words later I'm just like just looking at the wall behind you or whatever like I've stopped listening without even realizing it because it's just like my brain just can't do these then words is too too fanciful and smart sounding for my They're brain to crunchy. even fuck with them 
You know? Now I know, man. They're like sounds we're not used to. My brain's like, that ain't it. Get that out of here. Well, I definitely saved the very hardest one to understand for last. Good. Uh, this and the longest. This is Henry VIII to Anne <laughs> <Sweet>. Boleyn. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Henry VIII to Anne Boleyn again. Um, How did I do Henry VIII the first time? I don't remember. Oh, it's sort of regal. Hey, it wouldn't sound like that, would he? That's cool, no, I don't think he sound like that. No, that's a bit... <clears throat> On considering my mind the contents of your last letters, I have put myself into great agony, not knowing how to interpret them, whether to my disadvantage, as you show in some places, or to my advantage, as I understand them in some others, beseeching you earnestly to let me know expressly your whole mind as to the love between us two. It is absolutely necessary for me to obtain this answer, having been for a whole year stricken with the dart of love, and not yet sure whether I shall fail of a finding place in your heart and affection, which last point has prevented me from some time past from calling you my mistress, because if only you love me with an ordinary love, that name is not suitable for you, because it denotes a singular love, which is far from common. But if you please to do the office of a true loyal mistress and a friend, and to give yourself up body and heart to me, who will be and have been your most loyal servant, if your rigor does not forbid me, I promise you that not only the name shall be given you, but also that I will take you for my only mistress, casting off all others beside you out of my thoughts and affections, and serve you only. I beseech you to give an entire answer to this rude letter, that I may know on what and how far I may depend. And if it does not please you to answer me in writing, appoint some place where I may have it by word of mouth, and I will go thither with uh, thither, I will go thither with all my heart. No more for fear of tiring you, written by the hand of whom you would accordingly willingly remain yours, HR. HR, by the way, is how he signed things because it was Henry and then the R meant like regal or something like that. Okay. Right. So I, in the middle there, it seemed like he was like, yo, bitch, you going to be my number one side piece or what? Like, uh, yep. cause I need to know. All right. Cause, cause I got shit to do. Is that, is that part of it? That's how I interpret it. And in the okay. redneck version, which is, all right, look, I ain't going to lie. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sometimes it seems like you're into me. And then sometimes, hell, I don't know, but you know me, I ain't ever been one for language knowing. I would like you to know, though, that I've been wanting a piece of that ass bad for like a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to lick your booty, girl. <laughs> JK, JK. Unless you're going to do, do it. you going to do it. I'm so glad you knew. Oh, buddy. That's an all-timer right there. But baby, for real, I know I got all these other hoes out here, but they don't mean shit to me, girl. You know I ain't got it like that for them. So just let me know, girl, because I swear to God, if you get with me, I'll quit fishing, I'll quit hunting, hell, I'll quit hanging out with the boys just so I can be with you. P.S. Uh, would really hit if you didn't write me another letter and we could just meet up, maybe even get naked. J.K., J.K., LOL, question mark, question mark. That hits. Did you, did, I, this is coming off the, the dome here. Didn't Mozart or Beethoven one? Butt, butt stuff. Yeah, right Mozart. there. Mozart wrote to his wife or mistress or somebody about wanting to suck her farts and suck all a fart kinds out of, of her asshole in in E minor for like the record. That. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, minor. I, thought, I guess I thought that I would be. He was real into butts and farts and stuff. 
Actually, that'd in be a major a musical genius. Yeah. genius. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Have I done an episode on Mozart yet? I don't think so. Because I've definitely got a full two-volume biography back there on him that I could dive into, and I would like to. But yeah, that's Love Letters Through History. I kind of want to do that again, which is great because there's more love letters, but I'm not going to do it for a while. I'm going to surprise you with it. Yeah, that, that, that was lovely. I did thought. it hit for you? It did hit for me, yeah. Thank you, Trey. I hope it hit for y'all. Uh, by the Oh, shit. Trey, I have once again forgotten about airmail and thus mm-hmm. have not vetted them one even one Surely fucking iota not. of a I bit. See. Now, hold on, dude. This has only happened sincerely like three times. Okay. In, uh-huh. in the history of... Oh, that ain't the right fucking mailbox. In the history of us doing this, only three times have I forgot to vet them sincerely. Well, I hope, uh, you, I hope you're about to accidentally read another one, which... Uh, talking shit about my dad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. Uh, 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 so the, 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 uh, what the subject line here, Jesus Christ, porky pig, the subject line here, a a vinegar limerick Valentine. Hello, Trey and Corey. This is auntie Angie from YouTube land. I've been a POA listener from the start and have enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you for doing what you do. I've never written into a podcast before, so y'all are my first. I was sorry. I was intrigued by the Vinegar Valentine discussion and had suggested in the YouTube comments that sending these to certain members of Congress would really hit. The following morning, I found myself pondering a vinegar limerick over my morning coffee. Say that ten times fucking fast. Over my morning coffee. So I thought I'd share. Oh, well. All right. Sorry, y'all. We're about to get political just for a second, but it's not us. It's Aunt Angie. There once was a congresswoman named Marjorie, whose seat, I believe, is a forgery. History may write her off as a nut, yet her contemporaries know she is but a cunt. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, this may not technically qualify as a limerick, but okay, it was... I'll... All right, okay. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Trey. Talk shit. Talk shit. No, no, I was... no, it's because she's aware. Auntie Angie is aware and said it herself. I was going to say it's like, well... That yeah, right. a limerick, but uh, but it, you know it's good. It started out well, like the first two lines, right? And then with the but see, you know the I believe the uh, the third and fourth lines were a little too long, and obviously you need the fifth line, which circles back to the rhyme scheme of the first and second line. That doth a limerick make, but yeah, right. you know, and you not, don't not hit limericks. It's fine. <laughs> but she said she's like it don't qualify as a limerick, so she knows she's self aware, so it's all right. I'm actually glad that I didn't vet and I'm just scrolling to the next one because here we go. Uh, this is from, I'm not going to say the name cause you didn't say if I could, but AF who actually wrote to us last week, the aforementioned talking shit about BPP. Uh, arg. I don't know. A R R G H. Is that arg? Yeah. 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 Arg! I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to insult BPP. He does great work. Regarding the sound effects, I am only a listener and not a watcher. I had imagined that y'all had a new sound machine and were playing with it. I should have noticed that it never happened again, so it was probably not you messing around with a new toy on set during recording. I didn't think about it happening in post-productions or behind the scene. My sincerest apologies. I truly meant no harm, only to confirm that y'all are funny on your own. My name is Anna Flip... Flip... Flip a pump, flip on, and yes, you can mention my name. I married a spaghetti man and enjoy poking fun at him <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I love it. 
Okay. Uh, on the subject of limericks, I want to do real quick. I've been sitting here trying to remember it, and I think I do. And just so y'all, this is this is mean. It was supposed to be mean. Also, this was written when he was much fatter. But Me? I wrote, yeah. yes, I used to write, and it's uh, uh, I used to write limericks about my buddies periodically uh, for fun. And now I was sitting here trying to call to mind one that I wrote about Cho, and I think. I've got it. Uh, again, this is when he was uh, a fatter piece of shitter. I'm still fat and now. a piece of yeah, shit. But, Just, but uh, I was but fatter. It was, uh, let me tell you about my buddy Cho with a body carved right out of dough. Sir, he's a bit dumb and he's shaped like a thumb, but he's always on time for the show. That's what I said. <laughs> Which... Thank you, by the way. Yeah. And you, you know the you know the reason that it never bothered me because you mentioned my punctuality at the yeah. end, which is something that I care so much about. Yeah. Uh, so let's let let's get to one last one, which is more vinegar Valentines. Uh, this is from TS. Hey guys, please let me know if you ever want help with the vinegar Valentines. If that notion ever takes off, here is a writing sample. LOL. Collectively, these four took me about half an hour to think up and type out. As my friend Jesse says, I can spit a phrase if I'm feeling like it. Love y'all like chicken. Beer. You say that you only drink craft beer, most likely a micro brew. And fuck cans, it must be a draft beer, only a pint glass will do. Or maybe you're the southern type, who's loud and proud about his Coors Light. Please go lick the nuts on your truck, because honestly, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's fucking great. I like that, yeah. Uh, this one's on veganism. Fucking uh, poetry corner out here in, yeah. uh, in, in uh, air mail. This, I fucking love it. I hope yeah. there's more. I'll read them next week. This is a veganism, and then parentheses, it says, hopefully y'all watch Jordan and Peel, uh, or I think it's Key and Peel. Uh, no meats or milks or eggs for you. Okay, that's cool. Do what you do. But don't disconnect from reality. Your meal is not a personality. That act is just so far from real when all that you are is a vegan. Do we need to go call Jordan Peele and have him come pick up Megan? I don't get that last part, but I love shitting on vegans. I think so. Megan, Megan is from... Uh, what, didn't they have a sketch where it's like a drunk white girl? Oh yeah, that's Megan, it. It's like okay. Megan, your jacket though, right? Yep. Isn't it? That, isn't that the sketch? Yeah. There, you yep, forgot there you go. your jacket, Megan. So I think. I think yep. that's what that is. There you go. Um, and and one last one. They're crushing. Either way, I like this. I, like I, I do. This, I do uh, too. Guys, is this a guy or girl? I can't remember. Uh, this is a girl. It. She didn't say not to say her name, so I have to give her credit. I mean, I'm not gonna. We can't just read art and not give the credit. This is Tiffany Stafford, and I'm a huge fan. Uh, here's the last one. Uh, CrossFit. <laughs> By the way, she's making fun of all the right things. People yeah, no, super I agree. Into beer, yeah, right, dude, crushing it. CrossFit. Pain strains, gains, sweat stains, yoga pants, and IG frame. We all know CrossFit's your game, but goddamn, stay in your own lane. I'm out here having coffee with scones. I could slice my butter with them sharp hip bones. I respect you, girl, if you want to get toned, but your cult needs to leave us juicy women alone. Ooh. There you go. Well, thank y'all for the. You definitely hey, got Cho intrigued over here. Too, that, fuck yeah, you, you do. Know. And I need yeah. I need to say this: uh, Vinegar Valentine or not, feel free. 
to send your own limericks into uh, the airmail, putting on airs at gmail.com. That was wonderful. Matter of fact, if we get enough hitting limericks, we will take more time to do airmail next week, which will really save us some time in the topics. And it will be great. And I will love that. Uh, li- hey, listen, go go listen to Evening or Weekly Skews. That's Trey's podcast with Smart Mark AG. Listen to the Well Read podcast. Uh, go to TreyCrowder.com for tickets to shows. We are coming to Little Rock very soon. Trey's going to be in Alabama before that, correct? Tell yep, me stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. We've okay. also got specials available on Amazon. You can check out. You can find a link to those on TreyCrowder.com as and, well. Yeah, and PartTimeFunnyMan.com for bonus stuff for me. And I get to, I just remembered I get to pick you up in Alabama and we get to have a road trip. That's true. Yeah. Dude, we should do like a live going down the road talking to the POA people. He's not going to want to do it, but I'll fucking do it. All right. Probably am not going to want to, but he'll, he can force me. I can be forced. I can. Uh, Like, subscribe, download, tell all your friends, give us a five star review. Stay fancy, motherfuckers. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh and let leave and when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs.